0: Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Unlocking Business Potential, your business and advisory podcast backed by Betty Taranaki. As always I'm one of your hosts Melissa and I'm joined by Kelsey. How's it going? I'm really good thank you. Nice beautiful winter day today. Absolutely and we are here for part three of our entrepreneurs series here
1: on the podcast and today we're really excited to have someone who's not only a entrepreneur with her and her husband, but also a member of staff. So it's quite exciting to have that dynamic shift between someone who also knows a little bit more about what we do as well. So today we've got Jane Gadsby and the owner of Jane's Gallery. Hi guys, how are you today? great right. good to have you actually really exciting just to have a different dynamic because quite often when we've had people on the podcast they don't have much of a clue about how accounting works so you, we're not going to have to be doing any teaching on this one. <laughs> oh, that's good to know <laughs> <laughs>
0: Before we get stuck in, I just wanted to throw in our usual disclaimer, that the information contained in this podcast is general in nature and is no substitute for tailored advice specific to your particular
1: circumstances. If you do need advice, make sure to touch base with your usual advisor or touch base with us, melincal at bdo.co.nz. But we did want to bring you on to talk about Jane's Gallery and between what you and Ross have been doing and the ownership there. So I just wonder if you wanted to give us a bit of a rundown about your business and what you do.
2: Okay, well Jane's Gallery is essentially an art gallery and picture framing business. Um, Ross, my husband, does all the picture framing there. We also have an employee, Helen, who pretty much runs the art gallery Um, way way back in the day when Ross first started framing um, he was looking for a job as he was unemployed and a a picture framing job was the first job he he got offered so he's now a picture framer so (laughs) he started work um he actually started working when the shop was Wayne's Gallery so that was probably back goodness only nearly about 40 years ago when it was in the main street of Devon Street and um he worked for Wayne along with another lady Jane and um 30 years ago when Wayne sold the business, Jane brought the business and (laughs) she owned that for 10 years and then Ross and I brought the business from her so um, we're actually celebrating 20 years in our business, owning our business this year so um, and we've also had a bit of a major relocation from Devon Street where we've been for 40 years up to Gover Street which is seriously the other end of town but it's been brilliant so. It's
1: a bit exciting as well because it's a bit more of a front space as well so when people walking past there's more to see and isn't
2: there yeah and I think it's been really good because we're actually a standalone building now and we've got really good signage and it's also opposite KFC so I mean you know (laughs) nothing more to be seen there except it's the best advertising you could get but yeah we've got this really big space it's wide and about probably three times as wide as our old shop but the wall space is actually quite a little bit smaller but um, the advantage for Ross is that it's all on one level now, he doesn't have those beautiful spiral staircases <laughs> that he has to go up and down every day, five times, six times, seven times a day, it's all on one level, so it's been such a good change for him, Um, being a- able to be actually involved with what's going on in the shop as well as out the back doing his work, so been a great move.
0: Awesome.
1: That is really cool as well because quite often if you've been somewhere for such a long time it would be strange to actually shift and to change the business. You just stick with what you've been doing. So that's cool to do something new, kinda of almost to commemorate your twenty years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well we were actually we weren't forced into it, but um our landlord was looking at doing earthquake strengthening on the building that we were previously in and we sort of thought, well if that's going to be happening we had a few options but we thought we needed to find somewhere so this opportunity came up and i tell you it's the best thing we did it's like we've been there forever we we started moving at easter and um we opened there on the first of may and it's been you know great ever since it's been busy 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 we haven't ross hasn't stopped
1: picture framing it's a bit of a niche sort of thing as well. It's not, you'd you think that that as an industry might have changed a lot with our use of technology, but you're still busy as ever.
2: Well, I guess picture framing is a bit odd in the fact that you can't really do picture framing online. Like, I mean, you can buy frames, you can buy standard stock frames. Most of those won't fit any art you've got unless it's a stock standard size. But, you know, a lot of people like to, um, you know, make their art um really nice and preserve it as well. Um, Ross uses acid-free mats and acid-free stuff that he uses, so that gives it a little bit of protection. And I think when you've got, you know, art that's maybe a little bit expensive or, you know, it's worth actually getting that framed um, properly. And, um, yeah, so it has evolved um, from how Ross used to do it. You know, he used to do a lot of his cutting by hand and, you know, cut mat by hand, cut cut all his frames and now he's actually got a a, a computerized mat cutter so that basically just plugs in the dimensions and it cuts everything. Um, Nowadays he actually buys all his um, what he calls chop which is the frames. He actually buys them all ready cut Um, so they come ready cut he just has to put them together and put everything um, in the frame. Um, He does stock a little bit of of frame like the standard Rimu black and white stuff that people do use a lot so he does stock a bit of that which he cuts himself but most of it's cut for him and he just puts it together and makes it all up and makes it look good and makes everyone happy so it's great.
0: So really just taking advantage of how technology and different things have improved over the last definitely the last 20 years even the last 40 years since he would have started picture framing.
2: Oh definitely I think when he started down in Wellington everything was done by hand you know he had a um a v nailer which he had to like use like a staple gun um now he's got a v nailer which is just automatic uses his foot puts it all together so yeah the technology has come a long way since when he first started which has made it easier for him i think to be efficient
1: yeah because i guess as we progress and people want things are cheaper if you're doing everything manually, the labor costs in there, and the, you can't actually get as much done as well.
2: No, no, it's certainly um, a lot quicker um, with all his computerized machinery because it does make it quicker. I mean, he can pretty much <clears throat> he could pretty much put together a frame in, I would say, ten minutes. Um, cut cut the frame, cut the glass, put the frame together, put the picture in, and put it all together. It doesn't actually take long, but he has he has a process which he goes through, and so he can get it done pretty quickly. Um, but, yeah, it's good.
1: That's really good. So, yes, as far as for Ross, it wasn't, like, a passion that had him started in the industry. It was a needs at the time. But has he grown to love it because that's what he does? Or has he had any days that has made him think it's really not worth it and I just don't don't want to be doing this anymore?
2: Uh, yeah, he did actually say he, ha- he has times, he has had times previously where it has been quite tough. And I think about... Maybe 10 years ago when, when we had a, um, a young guy working for us, it was actually really tough and we actually had to make him redundant because we didn't have the work. So Ross was basically sitting upstairs with no work to do and we were paying this other staff member to be downstairs looking after the shop. So at that stage we sort of thought, mm, things were, were getting quite tough and I think Ross did wonder if it would be better off to go work for someone else. But then he thought, no, he quite enjoyed working for himself and, you know, I guess the freedom and the that sort of thing that you have when you're your own boss. Um, he would just keep going. And, oh, man, it's picked up. Like, since the first pandemic back in 2020, he hasn't stopped. When everyone came out of lockdown, he was so busy and he hasn't seriously wow. stopped for, what, were two years down the track,
1: mm-hmm.
2: even more than two years down the track, and he's still flat track. He has not stopped. So, you know, maybe the pandemic was good because everyone cleaned out their houses and brought in all their pictures to be framed. (laughs)
1: It's crazy it's still continuing now as well because you think if you'd done that back in March 2020, you would have had it done by now. (laughs) I know, but no,
2: it's just, I guess, you know, still we're not, I mean, we have opened up and people are travelling, but I guess people are, you know, maybe buying art or, I think a lot of people see art as a bit of an investment Mm. these days too. So if you do actually spend a lot of money on art, it's actually good to spend a good amount of money to get it framed properly which actually looks after it and protects it as well as making it look nice when you hang it on the wall so um there's there's lots of you know different reasons why people buy art and me i'm just a, i like it for the color or the shape or the doesn't have to have someone's name on it i just like it for what it is really but i know a lot of people are right into the investment so you know it's good to have those op- op- options as to look after the art
0: and I think it's possibly a case of maybe society's values have changed a little bit post-pandemic that people were so busy that they didn't actually take the time to, to appreciate things like art before or what they were putting on the walls of their houses or offices. And that now that they've been forced to slow down, it, it's really made them appreciate all of that post-pandemic. So maybe it's a bit of a societal change as well. I think so.
1: I spend way too much looking at my blank walls and now you're <laughs> like, oh, I need to put something in there to change it up a bit.
2: It's quite interesting actually, because like you know, over the over the years, people bring in art, and you know, sometimes people, when you tell them how much it's going to cost, are quite surprised, and they're like, "Oh, is it really that much?" But we're finding now that people will bring in their art, and they want like the best the best way of it being framed. So, you know, cost doesn't seem to be a problem for anyone, or not a lot of people these days. They they prefer to pay that little bit extra and have that really Mm -hmm. nice finished product that they can. They can have on their walls, which mm. is awesome. Pass.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, you mentioned that the really tough time was about a decade ago and it's picked up post pandemic. Was there anything between, say, that 10 year mark and when the pandemic hit that you and Ross were doing to try and drum up a little bit more business that you found really helped overcome that hurdle?
2: Oh, okay, so when um, about, probably about five years ago, um, we employed Helen McLaurin in our shop as our as our staff member who runs She Looks After the Gallery, but she's also an artist in her own right, so pretty much when she started work, we gave her carte blanche with the, well, we didn't even have a Facebook page when she started, and she she said she would set up a Facebook page, so we just let her go for it. We, lie, we have absolutely no input in our Facebook page. She does it all, and it's just made a huge difference, the Facebook page, because she's, involved in the artist scene as well you know she knows the artist. she she links them with all the artists pages we we promote um a lot of local artists in our shop and we also have a um what we call our monthly artist in the window thing where we have an artist who comes in um to the shop for the month and they actually set up their art in the window and they actually do their painting or their um sculpting or whatever it is that they do so they actually sit in our window for a month and you know paint or um we have a, a guy troy who does um copper art and he makes fantastic um copper sculptures and copper art and he he's actually in a wheelchair but i mean that's great he comes into the shop and he he's just fantastic and the stuff he makes is just incredible so that's really made a huge that's actually really made a huge difference i think just those couple of things you know over those years especially with the technology i mean facebook is just an amazing tool i mean we don't use instagram or all those other things but facebook has just really really changed for us because previously to facebook we just advertised on the radio and i mean everyone knows the jane's gallery jingle it's been the same <laughs> for like 30 years so yeah people sing it to me quite often but you know it's good because people know that jingle but the facebook thing i think has is, is really 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 helped us over the last probably four or five years we've just gone Yeah, we've just gone ahead, like, unbelievably.
1: It's cost-effective as well when you're comparing the cost of putting a radio ad on versus a post on Facebook. Oh, definitely, yeah. If it can jump up almost the same amount, if not more support, then that's really good for you from a cost base as well. And I guess when you're
0: doing something with art and framing, there's quite a visual element to it that people can see what you can actually do and you can't achieve that with a radio ad. Whereas with a Facebook post, there's the photo people can see it they can visualize how they might be able to use that service
2: and Helen I think is really good because she pretty much puts a different Facebook post on every day if not more than once a day and she she might promote an artist and it's quite good in the way that that for some of our artists they also promote us on their Facebook Mm. pages and their websites and stuff so it's a you know it's a you know give and take thing and it seems to work well for everybody concerned so it's been awesome.
1: That is really good. So it's stemming from that, other than investing in something like a Facebook page, do you have any really good pairs of advice for other people who are potentially starting up in business or kind of getting to that point where they do need to make a bit of a change in their business? Have you got any pearls of wisdom?
2: Um, I think if you truly believe in it, then do it. Um, I know when we were looking at buying the business, um, I went through the right things, you know, had the accountant look at the books and, you know, one, the accountant that looked at the, the the books for James Galley was actually um, a previous employee of mine who was also a bit of a mentor and he told us flat flat out, don't buy it, not worth it, don't buy it, don't do it. And we just ignored him completely and bought it anyway. So, you know, I guess sometimes, you know, even the best advice can be ignored if if you really think that's what you want to do. Um, I guess we're lucky because it already had a really established um, name and had established customers and stuff like that. I think um, Ross had a little bit of um, a little bit of good advice to people, just saying if you if your heart's in it and that's really what you want to do, then go for it. Um, make do. Make sure that you do got get good advice. I mean, if you, especially if you're looking at buying a business make sure you do that due diligence look at the books because you know there's a lot of things that you know the business up front might look might look good but the books might tell a, a completely different story so my advice would be as an accountant <laughs> um make sure you do, do your your um due diligence and you know if you are starting up a business i guess there's so many opportunities now to you know go to places to get startup advice that sort of thing make sure you do that make sure you don't just rush in because you know businesses can fall over so easily and it's unfortunate when that happens so that would be my advice and um but realistically if it's something you want to do and you love doing it then do it because then it's not really a job
1: absolutely it's so key isn't it what's that whole saying if you're not really working if you're doing something you love something along those sorts of lines <laughs> <laughs> because it's true. It's not as much of like when you're getting up in the morning and going into work and it's something that you really have passion for and you feel a bit more empowered because it's your business and you're employing someone and you feel a little bit responsible to keep them employed yeah it does give you just a little bit more of self-awareness and make you want to keep going which is cool
2: Mm, definitely because you know you do feel especially when it's quiet you know, if you have an employee, real realistically, you know, you have to look after them. So if you have to pay them to work and you're sitting around doing nothing, then so be it. But luckily that hasn't happened too often in the last few years. I don't think it'll happen for a while yet. So it's really good.
0: Yeah, Long may that last.
2: I know. I didn't think I'd be sitting here talking like this after, you know, because we've had a few, probably the last three or four years. Actually, no, probably the last three or four years have been OK. But probably the five years before that, like, we seem to be going not backwards, but we certainly seem to be, you know, less busy and things seem to be slowing down and Ross would have a big framing time through from probably November through to all about April and then he would have no framing pretty much from May through to September, October and then it was it was really quiet but now it's like no, yep. no break, <laughs> no rest for the weekend. So, and I think that's,
0: that's a really key thing is that whether you buy an established business or whether you're starting something up now, and you own that business for a really long time, what you do now isn't going to be the same thing as what you're going to do in ten years or twenty years. And I think that's that's what you've shown us is yeah. that you know you've bought an established business, you've had all of that that reputation behind it, but along the way you've had to embrace new technology and how what makes the frames, how you market it. And now where you're located and and all of the different changes that you and Ross have made over the past 20 years, I think that really just shows how business and owning a business is is a real journey and you have to ride the waves and really embrace change along the way.
2: It's quite interesting actually because if we hadn't if our landlord in Devon Street hadn't said to us about earthquake strengthening and this has been something that's been probably going on for about the last couple of years but we've just excuse me, we've just pretty much ignored it and thought, oh, well, we'll do something about it when they get around to doing it. And um, eventually I just said to Ross, look, if they're going to start doing this in about August, we really need to find somewhere soon because, you know, come July, we're going to need to move out. And I mean, it was a massive move. And if that hadn't happened, we'd probably just be ticking along and Devon Street carrying on. You know, and I mean, the great thing about being in Devon Street is our landlords were great. I mean, our rent hadn't changed for 30 years, so it was like <laughs> nothing. So our rent's now doubled, but that's a good thing. I mean, but having said that, it's the best thing we ever did. You know, it's a huge building. We painted it white. It's just bright. It's clean. It's It's got no 40 years of dust in there. It's just a really good space. And I walk in there, every time I walk in there, it just makes me happy. Yep. And I think it makes Ross happy too because it's so so open, you know, he got beautifully big custom-made benches and desks and all sorts of stuff for his workshop. His workshop's huge. I mean, his workshop's probably about the size of half our house. It's <laughs> massive, and he's got so much room and no stairs, yeah. which has been good for him because, you know, we're all getting older and he has a couple of knee problems and, you know, spiral staircases aren't exactly great for hauling massive, great big pictures in and out. <laughs> and the good thing too now is that at the moment – we've got a wall between the shop and the workshop but there's a big um, window in there with no glass in there yet so he can he can be working away and he could be chatting to the customers and if Helen needs him or needs some advice or anything he can just pop his head through he doesn't have to come down the stairs and and the other good thing which has been a huge benefit for us is if Helen's away he can be actually out the bat working if there's no one in the shop whereas When Helen was away before, his framing didn't get done because he had to be downstairs. So huge positive benefits for us. And, I mean, I don't know why we didn't do it years ago, but I guess we weren't really thinking about that at the time. So I guess with, I guess, I don't think, you know, I don't know if you call it a threat, but with decisions that have to be made come huge opportunities and, like, it's the best thing we ever did. Like, hugely the best thing we ever did.
0: I think another thing that you just mentioned is that, you know, you might just look at it straight as a dollar-for-dollar cost. As you say, the rent's doubled by moving it to the new location. But all of the other things come as a huge benefit. So you can't look at some of those decisions as just a bottom line dollar figure of our rent's going to double. Look at all of the other things. So I think if, if you are a business owner looking at, you know, huge decisions like that, Look at all of the other things that some of those decisions don't get stuck in the nitty-gritty yeah. of dollars and cents, because otherwise you guys would still be exactly and even straight.
2: And that was definitely one thing that stopped us from moving in the past, because, you know, the rent thing was a big thing for us. And, um you know, up where we are now, we, we have way more foot traffic, way more car traffic, way more KFC traffic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean, like a lot of people park their cars and they walk down Gover Street to go to work. You know, mm-hmm. quite often when we're in there on the weekend and we're not actually open, there's a lot of people walking past, you know, Joe's Garages right on the corner. There's just, it's just a huge, a completely different vibe at that end of town. And, you know, I always thought it would be nice to stay in the main street because that's where it's all happening. But nah the up, up that end of town is great and it's just been fantastic so
1: you've just gone through some really massive changes what do you have any goals for the business going forward immediate or future ones um i think
2: i think we just have to really bed ourselves in for the next year and just hopefully everything will carry on as it is but I think we just want to keep up that success um, that we've had over the 20 years to keep helping all our customers. And, I mean, we have a huge loyal customer base. Um, It's amazing, you know, we have people come in all the time who have had stuff framed like 10 or 12 or 15 or 20 years ago. You know, we have people come in with stuff to get reframed that has the old Wayne's Gallery stickers on the stuff. So, you know, the loyalty of some customers has been fantastic. And, um, you know, Jane, who we brought the business off actually came back and worked for us for a couple of years when um, my mum got sick and we needed someone to to sort of fill in until we found a new employee which is we've now got Helen but I guess just that whole it's sort of almost gone round in a whole circle you know Ross and Jane started working together and then Ross brought the business off Jane and then Jane ended up working for us so it's just yeah I think we just want to keep building I think because we do we have had a few sort of quiet years I guess and the only good thing about that, I guess, is you don't get to pay much tax, but, you know, <laughs> as an accountant. Um, but we just want to keep building on what we've got. I think the um, the artist in the window concept that we've come up with has been really, really popular. And we have a lot of artists, probably two or three artists who just can't wait to come back. As soon as they finish that month, they're like, when can I come back? You know, some of them are booked in for a couple of months, and we've got, I think, pretty much every month this month this year booked with a new artist. Wow. So it's a really good op. I mean, we've got a and we've got a fantastic actually um, young artist in the shop at the moment, Demby Scott, who's a photographer. He's seventeen. He's still at school, and he takes the most amazing photos you've ever seen. So we're actually promoting quite a bit of his work at the moment. But um, most of our artists are are Taranaki Taranaki based, and I guess. Um, as part of growing the business and that sort of thing, we're always on the lookout for, um, you know, new artists to see, you know, what sort of options we've got, if there's any artists out there that, you know, might have some work that we might be able to promote, you know, that we've got ways and means of, you know, promoting them in the window for a month or, you know, all those all those sort of things that we can sort of help them, you know, get on their journey as well. So, you know, it's a it's a win-win situation, really.
1: It's a real collaboration, and I like Definitely. that you do have the Taradahi focus as well, so we're yeah. promoting Taradahi and Taradahi. which is really cool, because we are living in a world where everything is so accessible from anywhere in the world, so it is quite nice to feel like we're bringing home to everyone.
2: Definitely, and I think, you know, with most places, when you go to other places like, you know, people like to buy pictures of the mountain or, the sea or pukekaru park or taranaki type things you know so it's nice to have those artists we do have other artists in there but the majority of artists that we have in the in the shop that we promote are taranaki artists um you know and that's i think that's great keep keep it local you know that's important at this at the moment isn't it to Absolutely. keep everything local and support those local people because let's face it everyone's been doing it pretty hard for the last two years
1: mm mm-hmm. they really have Thank you so much, Jane, for taking some time out to come and talk to us about this. I think it's been cool to see that different dynamic, your experience, but also Ross's thoughts being fed through. It's been really, really good to have you.
2: That's all right. Thanks for having me. It's nice to actually um, have a chat and talk about the business and get that promoted a little bit too, because, you know, it's all a new start for us. And um, I think Ross is really loving the new premises and, you know, I think he's, he has a smile on his face every day when he goes to work. I certainly have a smile on my face every time I go go down there, and um, I don't even look at the old building now. Every time, you know, I haven't been tempted to drive up the driveway to the old building, which has been really good. So, yeah, I think it's just giving us so much more opportunity out there in the market to promote more and you know help more people and you know promote
1: art. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unlocking Business Potential.
0: If you enjoyed what you heard, make
1: sure to head along to
0: your favorite podcast app and like, rate and subscribe so that you can receive notifications on when
1: the next episodes are released. And if you do have any questions for either myself or Melissa or are in need of tailored advice, please do not hesitate to contact us at melancal at bdo.co.nz.
0: And we look forward to joining you next time on Unlocking Business Potential, your business and advisory podcast backed by Betty Taranaki.